Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Jay Jung, who is a former Goldman Sachs investment banker who started his own corporate finance consulting firm. Jay, how you doing? Great, great. Uh, Tim, it's uh, great to be on the show. Yeah, no, great to have you. And we're excited to hear about your dreams, your goals, and how we can help. So we like to jump right in. If you could start with telling us a little bit about yourself and what you like to do for fun, outside of making people rich. <laughs> Jump in. Sure thing. Uh, so uh, I'm currently living in, in California. Uh, I was born, born in Korea. I spent half my life in the US, half in Korea. I've been going back and forth. Uh, most recently, I came here for uh, business school. I went to Wharton. Uh, and then I moved to New York, where I was at Goldman. Um, and then when my wife got a job out here in California, we moved out to the West Coast. Um, and then I started my own firm, Embark Advisors, uh, about three years ago. Awesome. Awesome. Tell oh, us. Then, sorry, to follow up, uh, what do I like to do for fun? Um, primarily traveling. Uh, I just got back from a two-week trip in Europe, um, um, fully vaccinated. I also got my COVID negative test coming back, so I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> um, I love good food, good wine, cocktails. So usually our, our trips are a little bit of a, a culinary trip and I like working out. There we go. There we go. There we go. Well, awesome. Tell us a bit more about your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? Yeah, I think, um, uh, really, I, I just love what I'm, what I'm doing. Uh, obviously that's why I'm here. Um, for me, I think just kind of helping people, giving them good advice. Uh, I think even when I was younger, I kind of enjoy that kind of advisory role. Uh, my whole life has been around kind of advisory roles and helping, helping my friends out, helping family out. And now I get to help my clients out. So, you know, I just, I just think kind of seeing other people be successful and becoming successful on, along the way together is really my, what, what motivates me. And one of my employees asked me like, like, you seem like you're always on, like, how do you have so much energy? And, you know, I, I didn't have a good answer. I just said, you know, I, I love what I'm doing. I love every day. So uh, maybe that's why I have so much energy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I love that. Um, and so in your corporate finance consulting firm, are you consulting like corporate businesses? Are you doing individuals or tell us a bit more about that? Yeah. So I work mostly with companies, large and small. Uh, when I first started, I wanted to work more with um, I don't know, entrepreneurs and smaller businesses. But now we work with everyone from small businesses to public companies and we'll help them uh, raise capital. Once they have a lot of capital, we'll help them grow the company um, as an external financial advisor. Uh, as the company gets bigger, sometimes they raise another round of capital. They'll sell their business. They'll buy other businesses. And so we do all of that. Um, try to bring that kind of financial expertise um, to companies that, you know, frankly, don't have access to all of that talent. And do you guys only pitch in on the finance side? Or are you also kind of like a business advisor 
when you're like helping them kind of craft their business and model their finances? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I, I, I tell my team, you know, finance is how we get our foot in the door. But oftentimes, I think people kind of see our skill set and end up engaging us on a broader set of, you know, strategy, business plan work, uh, sometimes a little bit on the strategic marketing side as well. Um, so we're a bit of a, a generalist slash jack, jack of all trades, but I'd say um, finance is where our spike is. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. A lot of times you got to niche down to get into the door. And totally. Tell us a bit more about how you go about getting your clients. Are you cold calling? Are you uh, just doing online marketing? Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah. Well, when I first started three years ago, I spent probably half my day pitching and business development. Um, everything from online marketing. I tried Facebook ads at one point. Um, there are a bunch of uh, freelance platforms where you can pitch for projects. Um, but you know, now it's been it's been three years, and we worked with dozens of clients. And frankly, right now it's it's all inbound and referral based. Um, I think it, you know it's a testament to the quality of service that we've provided to our clients. Um, a lot of our clients come back actually. Actually, just this past past week, two clients that I've worked with before, where I helped them kind of sell and exit their businesses, they, um, they rang me up and said they're starting a new business. And this time they want, they want us involved from day one. I think they saw the value that we brought later in the, in the game. Gotcha. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. And so was there ever a point in your journey where you were like, okay, I'm starting this business. I know I'm going to go into like the advisory role and helping people, but I'm not sure if I can get them the results that I need to promise in order to get in the door. Um, yeah, um, every day. So <laughs> when I first started, so um, I worked at Goldman. Before that, I worked at McKinsey as a consultant. Um, so I feel like I always had that big firm behind me. Um, you know, I, I might be the representative working with a client um, at any of those firms, but I had a monster organization behind me that I could tap into for resources, knowledge, experience, and everything. And so going out on my own, on myself, um, I wasn't sure if I could bring all of that to my clients. But as I started going about the work, I realized that, you know, I, even if I don't have that full organization behind me, I still bring a lot of experience, 20 years of corporate finance um, and deal experience. So I think I still bring a lot. And over the years, I've, I've gained confidence that, you know, the advice that I give is high quality. It's appreciated. And, you know, it's, it's certainly better than, than nothing. So it gives me confidence. Absolutely. So it was like a jump in despite your kind of low confidence levels. And as you got the experience, your confidence start to grow. Uh, grow. Yeah, I, I like to think it's more humility than low confidence. I, I, I have confidence that I can do well, but there's always that nagging feeling, well, I really need to deliver. And can I do it as well without that brand and corporate backing? And I think I'm, I think I'm getting there. Gotcha, gotcha, I feel that, I feel that. Well, awesome, man. Tell us about your dreams, goals, and vision for your life and your business. So, you know, my, my dreams uh, is really to be able to keep doing this and growing this until I get, you know, really, really old. Um, I, I see, you know, you see people like, you know, SoftBank's uh, Masayoshi Son, you see Carl Icahn, um, you know, uh, Henry Kravis, who recently stepped down. I, I look at them, I feel like 
they were able to do create, they were able to build something and they were able to do what they love for such a long time. And, you know, obviously they're still doing it. Um, and I think that's a, that's an incredible blessing. If you can find what you love, um, and be successful at it and continue to do it until you're 60 plus, you don't have to retire. Um, that's really what I want. I know a lot of people say like, Oh, I want to retire, be wealthy, but you know, I, I don't want to retire. I want to be able to keep doing what I love. That's, that's, that's kind of my goal for now. And I keep growing this. And for me, as I keep growing this, it means that I'm able to touch the lives of so many more entrepreneurs and, and founders and CEOs and help them along the way. And um, I, I hired my first employee a year ago, and now we have uh, seven. And it also, as I grow this, it means that I'm going to be able to continue to create a wonderful working environment and growth development opportunities to all those people. So my dream is to kind of keep keep doing this and maintaining this trajectory um, for Embark Advisors. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And are there any bucket list items that you want to discuss? Or is that like those kind of happen and your big thing is growing the consulting firm, impacting as many lives as possible? Yeah, you know, um, I don't really have a bucket list, but I, I, I live uh, day to day, year to year, you know, and so, for example, recently, um, through a client, I had the, the fortune of going to uh, Sha Shaquille O'Neal's, uh, the Shaquille O'Neal Foundation's uh, charity event. And he was all about supporting the, the Boys and Girls Club. And I, you know, I, I practically grew up at a Boys and Girls Club when I was a kid. Um, and I saw that and inspired me to, A, be more charitable and support organization uh, like the Shack Foundation um, and, and be, you know, going further down the road, hopefully I'll, I'll be able to uh, have a bigger impact uh, aside from just giving. So I think that's something that uh, I wouldn't say is a bucket list, but has become like a, a new goal um, just this year. And I'm sure uh, as time goes by, I'll continue to be inspired by great people around me and I'll, I'll keep adding, uh, new goals. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. Do you have any idea what that bigger impact is going to be as you kind of approach that as the years go by? Yeah. I, you know, I, I think it's really, um, I, I think impact is touching more people. So like I said, the bigger impact can come from um, helping more entrepreneurs, uh, creating more, uh, more jobs, uh, great work environments. And also, I think kind of going beyond the embark uh, boundaries and, you know, giving more to, uh, to charitable organizations. So like my wife and I, we've always been very uh, passionate about uh, supporting children in education. And we we're sponsoring uh, several children uh, through World, World Vision. And, you know, we can keep adding more children there. And maybe there's like a, a bigger platform where we can you know, have a larger impact over time. So those yep. are some ideas. I love that. I love that. Well, awesome. If there are one or two people you can meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they would help you take the next step towards continuing to grow your corporate finance consulting firm and impacting as many lives as possible, who would they be and how would they do it? Oh, that's... um. That's a good question. So I think there's, 
in terms of growing my business, I think there's uh, two types of people that I'd love to get in touch with. Um, and then I certainly have some in my network. Uh, one is, you know, really experienced VCs because a lot of the work I do is um, helping uh, clients right, raise capital. And I've held a lot of different roles in my life, but I've never been a VC um, per se. So I think uh, being able to get in touch with someone like that and maybe potentially introducing my clients to them, I think would be great. And they can get a different type of perspective that I don't bring directly. Um, the second is, um, you know, as we kind of go through our journey helping clients, I think every situation is different and getting in touch with say like an uh, experienced CFOs who have gone through um, the ups and downs and different different situations. You can never have enough of those, and there's always good advice to get from those people. So, um, why I certainly have um, a, a bunch of those in my network, would would always welcome to meet more of those. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. And what's the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your dreams and goals of impacting more people? Uh, you know, right now, I, I the thing I ask for the most among the people that I that I get in, in contact with is if you know anyone that's really good at finance, interested in finance, and wants to jump on a startup that does financial corporate finance advisory, uh, please introduce because we are always hiring, and I'd say hiring is the one thing that limits our growth and our ability to take on more projects and help more more people. Um, because I want to help more people, but I also don't want to overwork my team. So <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a tricky balance. And uh, if I overwork them, I'm, I'm failing on my second goal, which is to create a, a great working environment. Um, so hiring and recruiting is kind of like top of mind for us right now. Um, and then the other thing is um, really, you know, more introductions. You know, a lot of times we just talk to people and give them free advice. Uh, they don't have to hire us. Sometimes I tell them to not hire us because we're not the right fit, but still always happy to share advice. And really what we're looking for is we want more people to be successful in, in doing and uh, in, in pursuing their dreams. Yeah, I love that. There we go. And this potential employee, can they be remote or do they need to be in Cali? Uh, they can be remote. So we were always remote even before COVID. Uh, all my clients are remote or I work with them remotely. Uh, I'll occasionally have on-site visits, but mostly it's remote. And so even before COVID, we were like that. And when COVID hit, it was kind of funny because, you know, nothing changed for us. Yeah. I guess phone calls started becoming Zoom calls, uh, but very, very little things changed for us. And I think if anything, more clients opened up and realized that it's fine to have a remote advisor. Um, a lot of people are now interested in these remote roles. Um, so um, we've hired people in from Massachusetts and Illinois, um, New York, and certainly a bunch in California. Gotcha. 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 Well, that's awesome. I just graduated college, so I think I know some econ majors and maybe I will uh, kind of spread shop, the word. Yeah. Shop <laughs> that idea around. <laughs> awesome. awesome. So now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And the first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Uh, my favorite book, I would say, is uh, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. And, you know, I, I'm a business and econ major, all about the, the rational human being. 
my wife uh, studied behavioral psychology and then she went to consumer behavior for her marketing PhD. And so she kind of opened up my mind to this whole different world where people are not rational. Uh, there's tons of biases uh, and, and you know, people act differently. And when I read that book, it was, it was so eye-opening um, and it just made me realize a lot of things that I was missing out on. And it gave me a new perspective on how I look at people, how I interact with them, um, how I think about organizations. So for me, it was one of the most pivotal books, pivotal books, and I highly recommend it to anyone. Love it. What's one way you like to take care of yourself? Um, working out. So work out, I work out every morning. Even when we were traveling, we would, uh, uh, my wife and I work out every morning. And uh, so usually we look for hotels that have gyms. Um, I, I think that's, that's a great way to stay healthy, but also, you know, kind of like make sure your whole day is full of energy. Yeah, I love that. And what is one action step you can take right now to meet more venture capitalists, more experienced CFOs, so you can maximize value add, as well as uh, recruit more people? Um, yeah, I think that's probably the hardest thing because what I realized is in all the things I wanna do, time is the biggest constraint. Um, my, my whole day from waking up at 6.30 a.m. until I go to bed at 11 uh, is kind of like jam-packed. Um, I, I, I want to network more, go out and meet more people, maybe be a little bit more active online, but I just don't have that time. So I think the one thing I should be doing is prioritizing better around my time and also maybe setting more tangible goals around achieving exactly um, those specific uh, milestones. I feel that. Have you ever read the book, Who Not How? Who Not How? I have not. That is a fantastic book. Write that down. <laughs> and I, I think it might help you out a little bit. Um, I also want to, yeah, I'll just leave it there. Just read the book, man. Get back to me on if it sparks any ideas for you. I will. I will. I appreciate the recommendation. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Okay, I, I just have a couple more questions for you. Tell us about the importance of consistency in your journey as a startup founder. And for all those people out there who are really struggling with consistency, give us some tips on how we can be consistent in our lives. Yeah, um, I think you put it well. So I think consistency is key. And, you know, doing a startup, whether it's a tech startup or a services business like mine, a startup is always a slog. Um, it's a grind. And you just have to take it day by day, year by year. And that's kind of why I don't have like a, a grand bucket list or, or, or some huge, huge uh, endeavor at the end of this. I, I really want to do this every day and every year and slowly just tick the boxes and, and grow. And one thing I do is um, I make a list. It's just a handwritten note. Um, every day as I go through my day, as things come up, I'll, I'll, I'll create a list and I'll put a little star behind the high priority ones and make sure I start checking that list off. You know, turn the page, keep making that list. Um, because I think, especially when you're starting your own business, uh, there's a lot of things to do from menial admin tasks to big sales oriented goals. 
And if you don't kind of keep track and see that you're making progress, sometimes you kind of get lost and you can get burned out. But even those, those small checklists is a testament to the progress that you're making and also make sure you, you stay on track. Mm, I love that. I love that. Sounds good. Our last question is, it's going to require a bit of pretext. So you know how there are people on the planet who they have a really fixed mindset, not willing to accept help, not willing to accept change. Sometimes they live their whole lives like that and they die like that. Other times they'll change and then they'll have a growth mindset, willing to accept change, willing to accept help. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? Yeah, I, I think I think there are two catalysts. One is when there's some big external shock, whether it's you know uh, a loss of life, whether it's a close friend or family, or or maybe maybe you get you know kicked out of the role that you had. Uh, I, but I think there's some kind of external shock that moves you out from that you know fixed mindset that you are in and lets you reevaluate, um, you know, what you're doing and the course you were, you were headed on. I think that, that that's a catalyst. I think the other catalyst that I've seen um, is where, you know, the small things start piling up um, and then, and then you kind of get to a breaking point um, again, whether it's your, your personal, it could be personal health, family, whatever. And there's a small thing that kind of tips you over and you say, you know what, it's not worth it. I can't do this anymore. Um, and that lets you kind of reevaluate and get into a more of a change, change mindset. And I think what people realize is once they change their mindset and take that next step, a lot of the things that looked scary and looked like a lot of risk, uh, if they, if they veer it off course, aren't that big of a deal. And, you know, you're not going to lose much, even the worst case, you don't lose much. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for that. Why do you think that some people have those small things pile up and just never take that step or they have that shock and then fall right back into routine? Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people, and I, I think I, I was definitely like that too. You're kind of taught and trained that perseverance is a, is a good value. Um, there's, there's like a set mindset that society gives you as a, as a norm to, um, uh, to follow. And, you know, I think the, the, the good student in us tells us to follow that route and, you know, you gotta suck it up, uh, no pain, no gain. Right. There are all these things that kind of, that make, make you feel like that's the right thing to do. Um, so I think that kind of, mentality allows the, the bad things to pile up. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate because I think a lot of us waste a lot of time and years um, dealing with a suboptimal situation because we were kind of trained that way. Um, but, and then I think, um, you know, the catalyst comes and some people think it's a strength to go back to that norm uh, and show that consistency, you know, because we, we talked about that too, right? Being persistent and consistent is, is a virtue in many ways. So even when they get the shock, some people go back to where it was and um, they think they view that as winning. It's a different value system, I feel like. Yeah, 
Yeah. And how do you discern between the things you need to go back to and the things you need to change? You know, I, I think, um, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer there because I think it's really driven by uh, the value system of, of that individual person and, you know, value, it's value systems can change. I think, you know, to be honest, when someone goes to a, you know, a very good school and works at a very you know, brand name company, your value is heavily focused on, you know, what society thinks of you, how others perceive you, um, the brand and the cachet of working at that kind of institution. And then I think when you decide to leave and become an entrepreneur, you're kind of leaving all that behind and pursuing a different value. And I think someone that, and I think that's a subjective thing. I don't, I don't think everyone should be an entrepreneur. Um, and some people prefer the, the former. So it's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Completely up to you. And the, one of the first things you said was an external shock that lets you reevaluate. I feel like in that reevaluation, you get that self-awareness. And as you get to know yourself more, you know where you need to be. You know what brings you joy. You know what is not, what is wasting your life and what is not wasting your life for you. And then you can pick those things. Totally. Totally. I think you said it better. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jay, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? No, I, I think um, this is a great conversation. I enjoyed talking to, talking to you. I think uh, a lot of the questions are thoughtful and um, maybe a, a few years down the road, once I've uh, you know gained a little bit more wisdom, we can have another chat. <laughs> yeah, dude, you can come back on whenever you want. I'd love to talk to you about your dreams and goals and follow up with you. And the people on the podcast will be able to hear you again and be like, how's this business going? How can I help exactly. over, et cetera? Yeah, what has changed? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, awesome, Jay. Thanks for coming on the show. If you guys are listening to this and you were resonating with what Jay had to say and you want to help him with his dreams and goals of helping businesses, helping more people succeed, make sure to, A, connect him to other VCs, venture capitalists, or experienced CFOs, but B, help him hire some people. So if you have any recommendations, send them his way. The ways to contact him will be in the show notes. Jay, just say it for us right now. What's the best way to contact you? Yeah, uh, email is probably best. It's uh, jung, J-U-N-G, at embarkadvisors.com. That's embark uh, with a C. Um, there we go. And that will be in the show notes for you guys. As we always ask, send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message, potentially those venture capitalists or future hires. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes, and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.